Welcome to the Beacon Broadcast from Beacon Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina, featuring expositional Bible teaching by Pastor Greg Barkman. If you'd like to correspond with the Beacon Broadcast, or if you wish to support this radio ministry, write to The Beacon Broadcast, Post Office Box 159, Alamance, North Carolina, 27201, or find us on the web at beaconbaptist.com beaconbaptist.com The Beacon Broadcast is supported in part by the gifts of faithful listeners. Now with today's message from God's Word, here is Greg Barkman. What's new about the Christian? The Bible tells us that, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So what's new about the new creature, the new creation in Christ Jesus? And the last portion of 2 Corinthians chapter 5 tells us some of the ways that salvation changes people. And as we've already seen, according to verse 16... Christ changes our perceptions, the way we evaluate other people, all other people, and especially the way that we evaluate Jesus Christ. Before the new birth, we evaluated the people around us in worldly standards, in terms of birth and race and wealth and social standing and so forth. But no longer, now we evaluate people through a spiritual lens, and we look at them in an entirely different way than we did before. We're not impressed by these elements that the world considers to be important, but we are impressed by the work that the Holy Spirit of God does in people, or the need for a work of God's Spirit in people, as the case may be. That's what really matters, not any of these superficial things. And likewise, Paul tells us that when he became a Christian, the way he evaluated Jesus Christ changed. He wouldn't even have called him Jesus Christ before his conversion. He would have called him Jesus, but he wouldn't have recognized that Jesus was the Christ. Christ means anointed one. Christ is a term for the Messiah. He wouldn't have recognized Jesus as the God-promised Messiah. And so he evaluated Jesus according to the flesh, according to his birth, his social standing, his economic status, and so forth, and would have would have concluded that Christ came up very lacking in all of these areas. But when he met Christ on the Damascus Road and realized who he was, Lord of the universe, the one who sits upon the throne of God in heaven, the one who is the God-man, the one who is indeed is the promised Messiah and is able to carry out the work of Messiah because he is not merely a man, though he became a man, but he is the God-man. Oh, when he began to understand those things about Jesus, everything changed. He no longer saw Christ according to the flesh. He no longer knew Christ according to the flesh. That's the way he knew him before. But now that he's a new creature in Christ Jesus, old things have passed away. And new things have come in their place. 
But there's more, and so as we gather once again around the Word of God on this Wednesday, December 14, we continue looking at what does it mean to be a new creature in Christ Jesus. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for your financial gifts that help us keep teaching God's Word on this station. And thank you for considering making a year-end December gift to the Beacon Broadcast. What a help and blessing that would be. And so, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. What is it that we have become in Christ Jesus? A new creation. You have to ponder that word for a moment to get the impact of this verse. A new creation. What do we think about when we use the word creation, particularly in reference to God? Well, I, I presume that what we think of most of and mostly think of and probably the first thing we think of is the creation of the universe. Creation. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That great work of creation, this astonishing work of creation that demonstrates the power and the wisdom of God. What a great God he has to be to be able to breathe such a universe into existence out of nothing. What a creator. But if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. He is a manifestation of God's creative work and power. Old things have passed away in a definite moment of time, namely the time of the new birth. New things have come. The word new in that phrase means new in kind. A new kind of person that has just been created by God. God creates his children. How does a fallen son or daughter of Adam become a child of God? By the work of creation. God creates his children. He makes fallen sinners into new creatures, a new kind of person. And that means that we're we're not the same person we were before. And so our old opinions pass away. And new opinions replace them. Old desires pass away. And new desires come in their place. Old goals that we had in our life before Christ pass away. And now we have entirely new goals that constitute what we are living for. Totally different from what we had before. Old affections pass away. And now we have new affections in their place. Things we used to love, we no longer love. Things that we did not love, we now intensely love. Oh, what a great work God has done in making us new creatures. Old things are gone. The old opinions and desires and goals and affections, gone, gone, gone forever. And in their place are new opinions, new desires, new goals, new affections that now govern our life. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And so, what's new about the new creation? To answer the question that we started with, 
quite a while ago. What's new about the new creation? Well, opinions, attitudes, evaluations, feelings, affections, purpose, behavior. Salvation, we are learning from this text, salvation changes us from the inside out. Religion produces outward conformity, but not inward change. Religion, that is not the religion of the new birth, (coughs) not the religion of the Bible, not the religion of Christ, Religion produces outward conformity. And so, when a person adopts a religion, something that he has chosen for himself and decided to to adopt, he does it generally because he thinks it will help make him a better person. And so, he has a new, new community of people who are endeavoring to do the same things he does. He has a a new moral standard, a moral code by which he is endeavoring to live. And these are things that will make him better. And so he goes to work to try to change himself in conformity with these external matters, whatever they may be, that define the religion that he is now following. But you see, that's outward conformity. And it doesn't produce lasting change. It doesn't produce significant change. It produces superficial change. But what it does, it make it often makes people just more sinful in their hypocrisy. Now they've adopted this claim to religion and this aura of religion, but the heart hasn't been changed, and so there really is no change of affections and opinions and attitudes and evaluations and feelings. Behavior may have changed to some degree, but that's only external and superficial behavior. The real desires of the heart haven't changed at all. But the new birth is entirely different. The new creature is new because he's been changed on the inside. Christ changes everything. Christ changes our nature. Christ changes our affections. Christ changes our goals. Christ changes our desires. And he does that by making us a new creation. And therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So what's new about the new creature? He has new perceptions. What's new about the new creature? He has new behavior. What's new about the new creature? He has a new heart. What's new? He has a new purpose, because Christ changes our purpose. And that takes us on to verses 18 and 19. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Christ Jesus, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Christ changes our purpose. We now all have a reason for living, a reason for existing in this world, and we need to understand clearly what that is. Before Christ, we had our own reason for living, and it usually had to do with 
accumulating wealth and enjoying pleasure and achieving fame and prestige and and uh, high standing and position in society and things like this. And now we realize how tawdry, how superficial, how how invaluable those things really are. And we have a real purpose for living, and that is to bring others to the same Savior who saved us. And so God changes our purposes. God changes our reason for living in this world. And how? Well, it is by, first of all, by reconciliation. He has reconciled us to himself. Now, all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself. To reconcile means to restore a broken relationship by removing the obstacles. What was it that broke our relationship with God, our Creator? It was our sin. Before Adam sinned in the garden, he had a wonderful, unbroken relationship of fellowship, of communion, walking with God in the cool of the day. And then he sinned, and that relationship was broken. And we come into this world already in that broken relationship. We, we don't have a, a good relationship with God. We don't have a good relationship with our Creator, the one who made us. We don't have a good relationship with the one that made us for himself and to find our joy and fulfillment in life in, in our relationship with him. But that has all been marred by sin, but he has reconciled us to himself in Christ Jesus. He's restored that broken relationship that was broken by Adam. He's removed the obstacles that kept us from having a good relationship. And he did that in the work of Jesus Christ. The gospel is what explains how God has reconciled us to himself and given us a new purpose for living. Until tomorrow, Greg Barkman saying good day. May God give you his eternal peace.